Blog Talk Radio. Well, bless the Lord, everybody. Bless the Lord. You are now live with the word on Wednesday. This is Pastor Winfred Burns. Hey, Donna. And we are going to finish Galatians chapter 5 tonight. Last week, in the first part of uh, Galatians, verses 1 through uh, 15, Paul establishes that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And he, he contrasts living under the law and under grace. And he says, if you choose this salvation plus that, um, that, that, that the Judaizers are peddling, you have fallen away from grace, that you have rejected Christ, and his death, burial, and resurrection. And he says, you're free from all of that. The only thing that you are responsible, the only thing that you need to do to be saved is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he's saying. He says, by faith, accept what God has given you, what God has done for you through Jesus, and and count his work as finished. Count what God has done as complete. You don't have to add anything to it. That's what we that's what we covered last week. Now this week we're going to take it a step further by talking about what freedom allows you to do. What freedom allows you to do. What do you do now that you know that you're free? But before we go into that, let's have a word of prayer. Eternal God, our Father, it's in Jesus' name that we come. We come to say thank you. We come to bless you. We come to praise you. We come to magnify your name. God, we come as empty pictures before a full fountain. We come, God, needing to know more. We come, God, needing to know more because we want to please you more with our life. We want to study word that we might know what to do to please you. We're not studying because we want to be just full of knowledge. We want to study because we want to know what best pleases you, what you have for us, what you want us to do, how we can advance the kingdom of God through your word. That's why we want to do. We want our, our whole goal is merely to please you. So, Father, we ask that you be with us, that you speak with us collectively as well as individually. You know where each one of us are. You know how each one of us thinks. You know each of our learning methods. You know how to minister to us. And so, God, we ask by your spirit that you do it, that the words will come and penetrate not just our mind but our spirit, and that they would reside deep within, and that they would cause us to walk in a way that's pleasing to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's jump right in. We're going to go to... Galatians 
chapter 5, verse 16. Now, I'm going to start reading. Instead of reading that 15, uh, 16, I'll start reading that 13 so we can get, I can get a run and start at this. And that way we can pick up to where we left off last week and then just transition right into this week. How's that? So I'm, instead of being at verse 16, I'm at chapter 5, verse 13. Chapter 5, verse 13. And, oh, by the way, um, two things I'm supposed to do real quick. Number one, um, those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, you can call me at 929-477-2304. I did it again. And for those of you who are on Facebook Live, push the share button and invite your friends to come on into the Bible study. You know, I'm learning every day that there are so many people, so many people that want to study the Word of God, that want to study the Word of God, but can't get to get can't get to a Bible study or Bible study is not available to them. Well, I, here's a Bible study right here, and you guys know that we are studying the Bible. So push that share button. Let's spread this word all over the nation, amen, and all over the world. Because I get listeners from, you know, I've got listeners that, that, that come in from places like Russia and all overseas and everything. So let's just keep, let's share the word of God. Okay, so now I said six, um, 513 is where I'm going to start reading. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, Serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other's. Now, what I want to do 
is I'm going to go through this passage several different ways. Um, and the first thing I want to do is go through here because Paul has reached the point where he is no longer arguing, but now he's giving commands for life. He gives us commands for life. And so I want to go through that and I want to pick those out. And then I want to move back through this passage again a second time. And then I want to show you that what we can do with our freedom, what freedom frees you to do. Okay? So he says, first of all, his first command is live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. In other words, be empowered and live a life that is spirit-filled and spirit-controlled. Live by the Spirit. So the Spirit of God becomes the source of your power. Go back to Acts. And ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Spirit that God endows us with now becomes the source that we utilize for our power, it becomes our. The, not only is it a, a, a the source of our power, but if you go to verse sixteen, it says, it, "Excuse me." It says, "Live by the Spirit," and then it goes down and it says, "Keep in step with the Spirit." So, what does that mean? That means that at, our path is directed by God's Spirit. And we need to keep up with him. We don't go willy-nilly and wandering off in any kind of direction that we want to wander off in. But instead, where God leads us, we follow. Again, you see this, you see this, uh, um, this picture that he's painting, and we've seen this scene before. We've seen this several times. Go back to the Exodus. When God led the people out of Egypt, what was he? He was a cloud by day and a fire by night. And the people did not move unless the cloud moved. And the people didn't stop moving as long as the cloud was moving. They didn't stop moving as long as the fire was moving. This represents God's spirit. We need to be in tune. If we are going to live by the spirit, and that means, as they say, have our lifestyle empowered and listening and be in tune to him, then we got, say, we got to walk with him. So oftentimes, God is leading us in, in a direction, and we just don't get it. Now, I'm guilty of that. I am guilty of that. God is speaking to me, and he's saying, Winfred, I need you to do such and such a thing. And, he's, and, he, and sometimes, my wife and I have this joke, he's sitting at you three times for that. You know, when mama used to call us, we didn't say, huh? We didn't say, I'm coming. We got there. We responded immediately. And the same way that we used to respond to mama and daddy when they called us and gave us instruction, that's the same way we need to tune our ear. But anybody else in the house could call us, and we just said, huh, or what you want. But mama and daddy had such authority over us 
that when we heard their voice, we immediately responded, boom, it's time to go. Mama called it. And if one of our brothers and sisters, if, the, if she called one of them and they weren't responding immediately, we would echo, Mama called you, boy. And they, they, that was their warning. Look, don't have her coming back in here to get you. And the reason why we, we didn't want Mama to come back there and get them is because in getting them, they might got to get us too. And I ain't need, I, I didn't need all of that. I didn't need all of that. So he says, what's the first two things? He says, one, live by the Spirit. Two, keep in step with the Spirit. Now, those are two things that we have to see there. You know, he said, look, you don't have to tune yourself to the law. You ain't got to understand all of that stuff. You just follow God's spirit because God has given you his spirit. You've responded to God's spirit. It was God's spirit that produced miracles among you. It's God's spirit that shows you that you are a child of God because he gives you a spirit where you, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's the first thing I want, I want us to pull out of this passage. The second thing that I want us to see is if we live by the Spirit, uh, I'm in verse 16 again, you will not gratify the desire of the sinful nature. Now, when we got saved, when we got saved and were baptized into Jesus Christ, we crucified. We reckoned as dead our sinful nature. But something that I learned about that, even though I declare that, that my, the old me is dead and that it's buried, you know that joker keep get, trying to get up out the grave? That sinful nature of mine, that, I mean, it's just like a weed. You spray weed kill on it. You think you watch it wither up and die, and if you don't watch it, not only will it grow back up, but it will grow back up stronger than what you think you killed. And so Paul says, I die daily. I, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, who is it that lives? It is no longer I, but the Christ that lives within me. And all of this is going to tie right into this because you've got to be aware that Satan is not giving up. Satan going to keep poking that old sinful nature of yours. Satan's going to keep trying to tell you, look, forget all of that, that, that stuff about, about, about you know, uh, 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 turning the other cheek and all of that. No, knock that joker out. He know better than to bother with you. But that's not what God is calling for here. He says, and you will not, if you live by the Spirit, if you follow after the Spirit, look at the contrast. You will not gratify the desires of your old self. And what's it, what, what, he shows the contrast. And this contrast shows up the real good. I mean, he expands on this over in Romans. But for he says here, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. There is a war going on within. 
And the war that's going on within is your sinful nature versus the spirit of God within you. There is a fight for the throne of your life. When you got saved, you enthroned Jesus on the, you said, Jesus, sit on the throne of my life. Be my king, be my Lord. And your sinful nature said, uh-uh, we've been running this all along. We're going to run this bad fella some more. And so every time God is trying to show you the good and perfect way to walk on the straight and narrow, there's your sinful nature sitting there saying, man, you're going to do that? You're going to let them punk you? You're going to love your neighbor and your neighbor is the one that's stealing your stuff, driving on your grass, doing this, that, and the other to you. You gave them this, and they ain't even said thank you. And you and you want to show them some love. Maybe it's time for them to show you some love. You always doing this, and you always doing that, and they just laughing at you and taking advantage of you. That's your sinful nature. And what God is calling you to do is he says, you know what? I know what they're doing, but I want you to show forth my love to them. You are now my agent. We are now, as they say, you are my ambassador, and I am sending you to them for you to represent me. Remember, you did. You died so that Christ could live. Okay, enough of that. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. Now watch this. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, why does he say that? You're not under the law if you live by the Spirit. The law is not to think that, you know, remember we talked about what the purpose of the law? Number one, that the law showed you that you needed something that you didn't have. And two, that the law would guide you. That the law serves as, you know, as they say, a, a, a limiter for what you needed to do to be pleasing to God. Well, now they're saying, you don't need that law when you are led by the Spirit because the Spirit of God will lead you into the perfect law of God. This is how man set it up when God spoke to him. But now this is God in you showing you what he wants you to do, and not only showing you what he wants you to do to represent him, but empowering you to do it. Isn't that something? He's not only, it's like, I want you to go to the store and buy something for me, but I don't want you to reach in your pocket and get it. Here's the money to do it. And oh, by the way, I'm going to drive you to the store. And oh, by the way, I'm going to go and get the stuff off the shelf, and I'm going to put it in the bag. And you got the money in your hand, all you got to do is pay for it. Just, just give them my money to get what I want and do what I say do. Isn't that something? God does it all through us. Now look at what, since we, under the, now watch the contrast. The perfect law of God as when we are led by the Spirit versus verse 19, the acts of the sinful nature. 
You want to know if you're really following God's spirit? Look at the fruit of the flesh. This is what's descriptive. These are the descriptors of the fruits of the flesh. Now he's going to contrast what the flesh will produce versus what the spirit of God produces. So what does the flesh produce? Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Now, before I comment on that, I want you to, if you're in the NIV Bible, you're going to see three semicolons. And these three semicolons kind of um, divide these these works of the flesh into various categories. So if you look, it'll read, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious, colon, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, semicolon. That's one group right there. Idolatry and witchcraft, there's another set of them. And then finally, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm work backwards, okay? First of all, this first, and the like, I warn you. That passage basically says, look, this is not a complete list. This is not a complete list. These things that I'm showing you, are just representative of what's going to come out of your flesh. Now, the last ones that that, that we read um, here, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, those things are sins against each other. Let me just take a couple of them real quick. So, Hatred. You know, when when hatred is manifesting itself within you, it is against someone else. That is a work of the flesh. You know, Jesus teaches us what? Love your enemies. And now what he teaches? Love your enemies. So hatred is not of God. Hatred does not come from God. That is coming out of your flesh. That is coming out of your old nature. That is coming out of you. Discord. Discord basically means that you, uh, you see, there's no there's no harmony in your relationship with other people. If you find that that everywhere you look. You can't get on the same page with somebody else. It ain't somebody else. It's you. It's you. It's you. Everybody can't be wrong and you right. If you, you know, see, it, it, it comes from selfishness. And later on you'll see he says selfish ambition. When you can't get your way, you got an attitude. And I can't stand them. Well, guess what? You can't stand yourself because you're full of hate. You're walking not in the spirit. You are not showing God's love. And don't. And when I use the word you, I'm talking about me. Oh, yes, God has to rebuke me for my attitude from time to time, simply saying, oh, it's all about you today. It's all about you. 
No. If I am an ambassador for Christ, then what I've got to do is I've got to show forth him. And he has given me the power to do that. But sometimes my flesh will take over, and I'll forget about the power, and I'm like, I'm getting what I want today. And I don't care who I got to run over to get it. Come on now. I'm just telling the truth. Look, the other, I'm a, I'm a, we, know all, we know what envy is. Envy is being jealous of somebody else, uh, about, about somebody else, what someone else has. And so, and we want it, and we can't get it, so we hate them because they got it, and we don't. That's envy. That's envy. And that's in us. That comes from our sinful nature. That is a sign that we are not following God's spirit, that we are not spirit-filled, and we need to repent of that, and we need to confess it as sin, and we need to crucify it. We need to reckon it dead. We need to stop giving it life. We need to cut it off. All of those things. When you find that stuff in you, you got to cut it off. Period. It must be dealt with. Now, let's go. I'm working backwards. Remember this. Idolatry and witchcraft. Idolatry is basically when you put something else in place of God. And a lot of us say, well, I don't have no Ouija boards, and I don't, have, I don't follow the signs, the astrological signs. But do you know that you can make an idol out of anything, anything that you put in the place of God? You know, you can make your pastor an idol. Mm-hmm. When you hear from your pastor more than you hear from God, and you just stop, as they say, and your prayer life is jacked up, and you're waiting to hear a word through somebody, you done made that man your God. Uh-uh. He, he, and he doesn't either. He doesn't want to be that. You can make your, you can make your child your God. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that so many times where people ignore the word of God and start paying their, and putting their child in this position. And let me tell you something. The child going to embarrass you. That child is going to cause you hurt. That child can't save you. You better raise that child in the fear and admonition of God and stop worshiping that joker. I'm just, I'm telling you the truth. Anything can be an idol. Witchcraft. Witchcraft is basically you trying to get something, manipulate things in the spirit. It is, it is you trying to not go the normal way to get to God, but instead, and and getting his answer, but it's you trying to manipulate things. It is manipulation, spiritual manipulation. You know, you won't say this chant and this is supposed to happen, or you you walk on a crack, you break your mother's back and all. Ah, get out of here with that. There is only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. That is through Jesus Christ. Go up further. But finally, that, that, first, that first area, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Sinning against yourself, defiling your body, becoming unclean and unable to go into the presence of God and having a good time doing it. And 
Now, let me make something clear. The wording of this is not just a one-time thing, you know, where you you make a mistake and you repent of it and walk away. No, we're talking about a lifestyle of doing these things, a lifestyle of doing these things. It's evident that you are not walking after the Spirit, but are walking after your flesh and are being dominated by your sinful nature. That's what this this passage is saying here. And and get it correct, because every now and then, we yield, we yield to temptation. Every now and then we didn't had enough, and we forget, and we ain't you know we're not in tune to God. We're not in tune to His Spirit, and we lose our temper, and we mess around, and we cuss somebody smooth off. Yes, we do. Every now and then it happens. That is not the norm of our life, but every now and then that will happen to us. And that is the, the evidence that, the, that, that, that it, you, you are capable of doing that, but you don't live that way. And when we find that something like that happens to us, where we just, I like to say, slip and just tell somebody what, the, what we really think, that's the time when we really got to get on our knees and say, Lord, uh-uh. That didn't represent you. I repent of that. I'm sorry. I beg your forgiveness. And we got to go back to that person, that, and we got to tell him, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that, uh, you know, and that's that's not what I, that's not who I am. Now, you know, if you're like me, I used to be like that. But since Jesus came into my life, I'm a new creation. And that was just that old dude that got up out that casket and got you yesterday. And I'm going to try to make sure he don't get you again. But then I might put a comma, and you need to leave me alone. You need to leave me alone. Because next time that dude might come and he might be strong enough to hit you upside your head after he cuts you off. But anyway, I didn't, you know, this, 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 put, that, put that in your back pocket. But this, is, this, this passage talks to those people that have that lifestyle. Let me keep moving because I'm running out of time. Verse 22. Oh, excuse me. I want to go back to twenty, uh, the latter part of 21. It says, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this, notice he lived like this, who have that lifestyle, do not inherit the kingdom. Do not inherit the kingdom of God. They, When you walk out the wall is what is what he's saying, and you allow your fleshly nature to dominate you, you don't inherit the kingdom of God because you never had him. You never had You can go to church every Sunday. You can sit on the front row. You can give your tithes and offerings. You don't inherit. Why? Because you're living it wrong. Why? Because you have not given yourself over to the Spirit of God. But look at verse um, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit is God. 
and the spirit within you will make come out of you the attributes, the character of God. Mm -hmm. So if, in fact, people see you, see the fruit of God being manifested within you, they know. You don't have to tell them I'm a Christian. They know. Why? Because of the sweetness, because of the attractiveness, because of the life that you live before them. You never have to speak in a tongue. You never have to pass out a track. It is the way you are living. You have yielded yourself to the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God produces God within you. The attributes of God are produced within, and they grow out of you. So you don't have to give your testimony. People will testify of you, and they will say, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you know that the Lord is good? Because I have experienced God through one of God's servants. I've experienced the love of that individual. I've experienced how, how he walks or she walks in, and there's peace all around him. I've seen them laugh and the joy that's within them, and, and it don't come with a whole bunch of mess. It is just God living in them. What does the man you say? God with us. And he said, I place my spirit in them, the spirit of God within you, coming out of you. And that's what the world wants to see. That's the witness. So how do we make sure that it happens? Well, look at um, Galatians 2, because it started already. 2 and 20. What does it say? I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What does that say? He says, I've crucified, I've been crucified with him. I've been crucified with him. I've been crucified with him. And that's what we must always do. Every day get up and crucify that flesh. Every day get up and say, Winfred, you dead. That Christ may live within you. So, going back, just quick. Number one, we since we're free, we're not using our freedom to indulge our flesh. We're not using our freedom to just go and do anything that we bad enough to do since we are saved and, and we sanctified and all of that kind of stuff, and when we got this freedom. No, we don't, uh-uh. Since we are free, since Christ has set us free, we offer ourselves back to him in death. We join him in death, that, and we are now free to serve a true and living God. How do we do it? By keeping in step with the Spirit, by serving one another, by not becoming conceited, filled up with ourselves, and so all caught up on elevation, but instead we are servants of the Most High God. We don't provoke. 
we don't envy. We don't go around picking fights, and we're not hateful because of something that somebody else has. But instead, we are happy for everybody. Amen? That's a lesson tonight. I, I know I went a little long, but I wanted to finish this. And that's, that. I, I would encourage everybody to go and reread that passage and look at it from the perspective of the works of the flesh versus the works of the spirit. And then look in the mirror. I had, after, you know, just this week, just this week, I had, the Holy Spirit had to stop me because something happened and I was ticked. And I was ready to go to war. And he reminded me, he said, well, that ain't how we do stuff. And then he said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God. That ain't the way we fight. Because I had, as they say, I had plans for somebody. I had plans for them. And I was devising evil. And God said, and God told me, uh-uh, no. He said, that ain't the way we do it at all. You war in the spirit. You get on your knees and you pray about this thing. And I had to repent because, you know, the dead old dead Winfrey was up out the grave, had took his grave clothes off, and was ready to go ahead on and show out. Had to put him back in that box that God's spirit might live. Hey, let's pray real quick. If you got questions, uh, 929-477-2304 on um, Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook Live, Put your questions up, after we, and after we pray, if you got a question, I'll try to answer it. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you and we praise you that you freed us. You freed us from sin. You freed us from the curse of the law. And since we are free, God, since we are free, we don't want to go back nature and do things that are not pleasing to you. Father, but instead we choose to join you in death. We crucify our flesh even right now. We surrender all to you. We thank you that we've been baptized with you, that we've been buried with you in the likeness of death, that we can be raised in the very image of Christ. Now continue the transformation process. Continue to make us holy. Continue to teach us how to walk upright before you. We are your sons and daughters, but even more, we are your servants. Teach us to serve you in holiness. Teach us how to help you advance your kingdom. Give us your spirit that we might be empowered to do your will, your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So, <laughs> but the word is fruit. What is the difference? Okay, people say fruits, but the word says fruit. And the difference is that it is fruit, and all of it emanates from the same source, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit causes uh, the peace, the love, the joy. But 
it's manifested in everyone's life in different degrees. For example, you'll see that some people, um, that they have peace and they have uh, joy, but what's really, really dominant within them is their gentleness. You'll see others that have that are faithful. Um, that that, that what's dominating what dominates their their life is their faithfulness. Now they have those other attributes of the spirit. They have those other attributes of God. But the, there is a dominant one or a series of dominant ones. Like if you look at me, for example, um, I pretty much. I'm a loving person. I'm, I can be peaceful at times. I can be very, very kind. Um, I can even be a little gentle. Self-control sometimes is not as dominant as it needs to be. So it, it, they're all there manifesting, but they manifest in different degrees, and you can see some better than others. Okay? All of them are there but it's to the degree of their maturity and their manifestation. Does that make sense? I hope, uh, Sharon, does that make sense? That's your question, so you know, let me know if that makes sense. Maybe the Facebook is a little, um, a little slow tonight. I don't see anything coming up. But anyway, well, Sharon, you know how to get in touch with me anyway. So if it, if that doesn't answer it, you 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 can always just send me a, a hit me on Messenger or something like that, and, I, and we can continue the conversation. Anybody else got any questions? Because I'm not seeing the follow up, you know, correspondence on that one. Anybody got any any more questions? Okay, I see a K. Okay, good. Now, again. On Global Drive nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four, and on Facebook Live you can just pop that question up. Going once, going twice, sold. Okay, so next week um, we will most likely we will finish. Ooh, I'd love to say that we're going to finish chapter six next week, and then. I have have a week off before we go into uh, uh, Corinthians. I'd love to say that I don't know. Uh, I kind of work through this the next lesson, and sometimes when I work through them in advance and I think that I can get through an entire chapter, I don't. So we'll just continue. We're coming toward the last chapter of Galatians. We know now that God set us free to bear fruit the fruit of the spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. Amen? So you remember that. You reread this passage. You reflect. You look in your life and you see what you're producing. And if you're, not, if you're producing the works of the flesh, then like they say on the street, then you got to die. Because there's too much of you to mix that Christ may live within. God bless you. God keep you. And may his face ever smile upon you. See you next week for Galatians chapter 6. Have a wonderful evening.